einer neuen Folge von The Canadian Wants to Know. Ein Podcast für Englischlernende in Deutschland, der kraftvolle Geschichten und anregende Fragen nutzt, damit ihr auf unterhaltsame Weise eure Sprachkenntnisse verbessern, vertiefen und festigen könnt. Hier ist euer Host, The Canadian George Robledo. Welcome to the Canadian Wants to Know podcast. On this episode, I share the inspiring story of a man who impacted the lives of millions of people because he learned how to read. Frederick Douglass was born in Maryland around the year 1818. At the age of one, he was separated from his mother, which was a very common practice in these days, uh, particularly because I didn't mention it, but he was a slave. He was born a slave. His mother was moved about 12 miles away, and he only saw her about four or five times in his life before she passed away. Douglas was treated terribly, right? That's an understatement. He was often overworked and underfed. He was given almost no clothing and slept in a sack to stay warm. When he was eight years old, he was sent to live with another master in Baltimore. His new master's wife had never had a slave before, so she taught Douglas the alphabet. When her husband found out, he told her, no, you can't do that. That is illegal. And not only is it illegal, but the master, the man, the husband added, if a slave learns to read, it would forever make him unfit to be a slave. He would at once become unmanageable and of no value to his master. This was a very pivotal moment in the life of Frederick Douglass because he realized that if he learned how to read, that he could be free. So Douglas, he understood that the path towards freedom was by reading. So even though he lost his teacher, right, this woman was no longer allowed to teach him how to read, he was determined to learn anyway. So how did he do it? Douglas, he carried a book anytime that he went out to do errands or to do some tasks outside of the, the home. And whenever he had a little bit of extra time, he would try to make friends with the young white boys who were playing in the fields or playing in the villages, and he would ask them for lessons. Sometimes the boys would do it for free, and other times Douglas would have to pay them with some bread. After learning how to read, Douglas came across a book containing speeches by a man called Richard Sheridan. And the work of this man produced in Douglas this desire for liberty and a hatred for oppression. This started to shape his mind and his own ideology of what it meant to be free and what was actually happening in that time period with slavery and the oppression of the African Americans. He said, this is quoting Frederick Douglass, I read them over and over again with unabated interest. What I got from Sheridan was a bold denunciation of slavery and a powerful vindication of human rights. So there's some fancy words in here, but this denunciation of slavery means that he rejected slavery and a powerful vindication. A vindication means that you are you have arguments in favor of human rights. And when he learned how to read, he was able to read those words by this writer, Richard Sheridan, 
And that shaped the way Frederick Douglass thought about the world and thought about his own situation. All in all, it took Douglass about seven years to teach himself how to read and write. But it wasn't enough that Douglass had taught himself these valuable skills. He wanted others to also have the power of reading as well. He created uh, uh, like a little school on Sunday where he, other slaves would come and he would teach them how to read as well. He said, this is also quoting Frederick Douglass, instead of spending the Sabbath in wrestling, boxing, and drinking whiskey, we were trying to learn how to read. Slaves from neighboring farms found out about the lessons and Douglass's class grew from a handful of individuals to nearly 40 people. Again, quoting Frederick Douglass, I had at one time over 40 scholars and those of the right sort ardently desiring to learn. They were great days to my soul. The work of instructing my dear fellow slaves was the sweetest engagement with which I was ever blessed. He planned an escape and successfully made it to New York and then up to Massachusetts. Now Frederick Douglass, he's free and he's living in the North. So he continues to educate himself and to network with other people who were fighting for the end of slavery. He read a newspaper called The Liberator. It was an abolitionist newspaper. Abolitionist, this word refers to the group of people in that time period who were fighting for the end of slavery. And he became acquainted. He, he got to know more about this movement. He didn't know about it before. He went and he attended speeches by William Lloyd Garrison, which was someone who uh, was, he was the person who published The Liberator. And this man, William Lloyd Garrison, mentored Douglas. Douglas would go on to become a national leader of this movement, a, an, an American diplomat, a counselor to four presidents, uh, an influential writer. He accomplished all of these huge accomplishments, he, all of these feats without any formal education, just the education that he got by reading books and by asking questions. In 1845, Douglas, he published his autobiography called The Narrative of the Life of Frederick Douglass, and it became a bestseller. And the reason this event is so powerful is because with this book, he was able to show the he was able to disprove the belief that many of these slaveholders had that slaves didn't have the intellectual capacity to think independently or to think as humans. And that's why they needed to be enslaved. With this book, he was able to show to people, yes, I was born a slave. Yes, I didn't have the same opportunities as other people, but I was able to rise above that and I was able to write and, and create literature, right? Even many people in the North had a hard time believing that someone like Frederick Douglass, who was able to express himself in, at a high level, had once been a slave. They couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe that someone like Douglass could speak and could write the way that he wrote. At the end of this book, of his autobiography, Douglass writes, sincerely and earnestly hoping that this little book may do something toward throwing light on the American slave system 
and hastening the glad day of deliverance to the millions of my brothers in bonds. So hastening is to quicken, to make it faster. The day of deliverance, deliverance means to end this slavery, to deliver, to free the millions of slaves that were still in slavery at the time that Frederick Douglass wrote this book. By teaching himself how to read and write, Douglas was able to write that little book. And that little book went on to impact the lives of millions of Americans, white and black. And it was part of that process. He was a huge contributor to the end of slavery in the United States. So for me, like the story of this man is so powerful, so inspiring. Someone that was able to realize the importance of education and how that desire to learn to read changed his life and the lives of millions of people in his country. So there are three points I want to discuss. And the first point is the superiority of reading over watching television. So someone the other day said to me, George, you know, I, I hate reading. And this seems to be a more and more common opinion nowadays. So, so many people, they, they don't spend as much time reading anymore. We spend more time in front of our screens. Um, and that's definitely true in my own life. I, I love reading, but I also do find that I spend a lot of time in front of my computer, in front of my phone, either watching videos or watching Netflix, just like everyone else. But there's a lot of research that shows that reading books is really good for you. It can reduce stress. It can promote imagination. It can lower your depression. It can improve your sleep quality. And it might even help us prevent Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's is the disease I am most afraid of. So books and reading, there are many, many benefits to it. Reading is, it's an active activity, whereas watching television is passive. So the act of physically turning the page allows you to really think about the words that you have just read. It forces the brain to have to work to translate the little sticks and squiggles, (laughs) is the word, squiggles on the page, and we have to try to interpret the meaning of those words. So it's a very active process when we are reading. When a character in a book, for example, is described as tall with brown hair, I have to create that image in my own mind. Whereas when I watch television, all that imagination is taken away. I, I can see exactly what the character looks like. I don't have to imagine it. Now, I don't want you to get me wrong. There are some days we're just tired And we turn on the TV. We all do that. But even though this is a behavior that we all, that many of us engage in, right? The the behavior of, of sitting down watching TV, it doesn't change the fact that books are still a better way to spend our time. So question for you guys to think about. Do you think we'll ever have a situation in the future where humans no longer read? We, we do start to see the, the emergence of podcasting and audio format, right? We have these audiobooks nowadays. I, I listen to audiobooks when I go 
for runs or when I'm washing dishes in the kitchen or cleaning around the house. Do you think we'll have a situation in the future where people no longer physically read and then just listen to information or watch videos? The second point is about the power of the written word. Many of the problems we see in our societies today come from a lack of knowledge. So what do I mean by this? We read headlines and we think we know something. Fake news, it's, it's everywhere. We all understand this concept. Fake news, fake news. Right? And it's oftentimes it's really hard to figure out what is true, right? especially in this time period with the pandemic. You'll hear people say, my friend told me or I heard somewhere. But we actually don't know the sources of what we quote. We think our opinion has the same weight as scientific facts. Especially like during this pandemic, so many people have become virus experts all of a sudden. You hear people say, oh, you know what? We should do this or we should do that. Or the government is doing it all wrong. And it's very confusing. So even though we don't have that much knowledge about certain topics, we think we know and then we want others to take our opinions seriously. So it creates a lot of chaos and confusion in society. And I want to make it clear, like what I'm talking about here is as much a criticism of myself as it is a criticism of society at large, I'm also guilty of many of the behaviors I've mentioned above. I'm also guilty of criticizing the government or, or different things like this, even though I honestly don't think I could do a better job. Right? So it's very easy for me to say, oh, you know, that we shouldn't have this lockdown. But I don't have a clue what I would actually do if I was in the shoes of Angela Merkel. So I, I, I do have a lot of respect for the work that she has to do for this country to run a country of 82 million people and make decisions that are going to impact the lives of so many people. It's a really, really difficult job and I respect it and I understand why people criticize. But oftentimes our criticisms are not based on facts or on reliable information, but simply on feelings and opinions that oftentimes just are based on what we see on social media or from what we hear from our friends. Frederick Douglass, he said, knowledge makes a man unfit to be a slave. So what does this mean? One of my greatest desires is to be free. But how can I be free if I don't understand what freedom is? How can I be free if I don't think critically? How can I be free if I don't read? If you want to stop being manipulated, then it is important that we think critically, that we read reliable sources, that we do our research, not for every single topic, but about topics that matter. And that's one of the ways that we can actually be free, one of the ways that we can actually develop a democracy and society that is healthy, that benefits the greatest number of people and not just a few people at the top. So knowledge, knowledge is what is going to free us from a lot of these social problems that we are experiencing at the moment. And the third point I want to talk about is this desire for knowledge, this seeking of knowledge. 
The reason why Frederick Douglass made such a big impact on the course of history was because he had a thirst for knowledge. He needed this knowledge as badly as one needs water. I've seen how knowledge can change someone's life. My mother comes from a society where women were treated as inferior to men. Her father forced her to stop her studies at the age of 12. He said, okay, you're a girl. Girls don't need to go to school. And he put her to work in his little garment shop. But my mom had this desire to learn. And this desire made her leave her country without any money, without knowing what was going to happen in search of an education, and she got a college degree. My mother, she understood the power that education can have in someone's life and how it can impact not only her life, but the life of her children. And she passed those values down to me. I, even though, like, I, I don't, I, I come from a family, we didn't have a lot of resources. We didn't have a lot of money growing up. I grew up... A lot of the things that I saw other kids in my neighborhood or in school, the things they had, I never had any of those things. We didn't go on expensive holidays. I didn't have tutors to help me with math or other subjects. I didn't belong to any sports team. These things are, are very expensive in Canada. If I wanted to play hockey on a sports team, that, that would be like $500, $600, $1,000. was very expensive. So these things were not available to me. So it was not money, but my desire for knowledge that brought me to the point where I am today. I'm a business owner and I get the opportunity to work with CEOs on a daily basis. And I know that the only reason I'm able to do this is because of the books and the impact that books have had on my life. I love learning. This is something my mom passed down to me. And because of this love for learning and education, I'm able to develop myself and put myself into better positions in this life. And, and I can understand, right? Because a lot of my, of those who listen to this podcast, they come from Germany and a lot of these things are just selbstverständlich. Of course, I have a good education, right? I, I live in Germany, right? But if you really come to understand the value of education, the value of knowledge and how it can change people's lives, you'll, you'll have much more appreciation for how lucky we are to live in a country like Germany where even university education is reasonably priced. In most cases, it's free. So my question to you is, how badly do you seek knowledge? let's do a quick recap. The three points that I talked about was how reading is better to watching TV. And I'll have that discussion with anyone any day. Uh, I don't know if anyone can convince me to the contrary. But if you think that watching TV is a better activity than reading, then yeah, let's talk about it. The second point was freedom in the word. As long as we don't read, as long as we don't think critically, as long as we don't look for the right uh, good sources, we will be easily manipulated by people who are not trying to, to help us, but are actually trying to take advantage of us. So there is freedom in knowledge and freedom in critical thinking. And the third point, which to me is the most important, is seek knowledge. 
educate yourself. Learn more, not just about the things in your environment, but maybe learn more about the outside world, right? Knowledge can make our lives and the lives of the people around us and also of our children better in the long run. I'm interested to get your answers to the following question. How has reading books impacted your life? If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, share it with your friends. I published an online course to help Germans correct their most mistakes, most common mistakes in English. You can click on the link in the show notes for more information. Thank you guys for your attention. That's it for this episode. Also, bis nächstes Mal.